Welcome back. Lesson 8, Probability Guided Notes. In teaching probability over the past few years, what I've seen is that this tends to be a rough chapter or a rough segment uh, for most of the population. They tend to find probability challenging. So I'm going to try and make this sound as easy as I can. All right, let's dive in. Probability is a measure of the likelihood of a phenomenon or chance behavior. So a lot of people when they think about probability, they think about chance, the likelihood that an event will occur. You know, like what's the likelihood it's going to rain today? Or what's the likelihood that my team will win when I bet on this uh, football game? So not that I'm endorsing gambling or anything, but when you think about probability, you often think about gambling and games of risk, okay? So let's dive a little deeper. Probability deals with experiments that yield random short-term results, otherwise known as outcomes, yet reveal long-term predictability. The long-term proportion in which a certain outcome is observed is the probability of that outcome. So let's take a simple example with a coin toss. Uh, but first we need to read a little bit about law of large numbers. As the number of repetitions of a probability experiment increases, the proportion with, a, with which a certain outcome is observed gets closer to the probability of the outcome. So the easiest way I can say that is, if you have a fair coin, okay, you have a 50% chance of getting heads and a 50% chance of getting tails, right? So toss, a, take a quarter, you know, toss a coin four times, just four times. So I'm going to call that N equals four trials. If you toss a coin four times, you might just happen to get all heads, or you might get three heads, you know, and you say, well, gee, four out of four, three out of four, that's, that experimental probability is nowhere near 50%, which is the true probability. So, but the thing is, number of trials is small. Now, what if we toss that same coin a thousand times? How many heads would you expect to get? Now, I could tell you, if you actually flip the coin a thousand times, you're probably going to get 499 out of a thousand, or you might get flat out 500 out of a thousand, or you might get 501 out of a thousand. But no matter what, all of those decimal equivalents, 0 0.499, 0 0.50, uh, 0.501, all of those are very, very close to 50%, you see? So we become closer to the true probability of the outcome. And that's all the law of large numbers is saying. It's saying, look, if you only repeat the experiment a few times, you might not get uh, a, a decimal or a probability that reflects the true probability. You have to run it many, many times, run the experiment many, many times in order to observe that convergence. Okay, uh, let's read a little further. The sample space S of a probability experiment is the collection of all possible outcomes. An event is a collection of outcomes from a probability experiment. An event may consist of one or more of one outcome or more than one outcome. 
and we will denote events with one outcome, sometimes called simple, simple events, we'll denote them E. And we often use, you know, capital letters such as E. Uh, maybe event A, event B, event E, right? So we often use capital letters. Well, let's, you know, play with the linguistics. Let's play with the language. There's always vocabulary and terminology involved in math, believe it or not. So consider the probability experiment of having three children. All right. Identify the outcomes of the probability experiment. Well, if it's been a while since you made a tree diagram, a tree diagram, and you can see me doing this, is a great way to help you list all the outcomes of that experiment. So um, my question for you is, as I'm doing this tree diagram, why am I going to take it out three tiers? So, um, you know, it's kind of like tier one, tier two, tier three, three tiers. Well, because I'm having three children. All right. So let's practice reading this tree diagram together to help us list all of the outcomes of the experiment. Okay. So for example, the way you read a tree diagram, okay, I, you have a boy followed by a boy followed by another boy. Oh, okay. Boy, boy, boy. Or you could have a boy followed by a girl. Oh, sorry, let me say that again. I'll do that in another color. Or you could have a boy followed by a boy followed by a girl. So I trace that out in black. Boy followed by boy followed by girl. Boy, boy, girl. Now I'll let you keep reading. Now boy followed by girl followed by boy. BGB. And so on and so forth. When you get, um, hopefully you're getting comfortable now. Boy, girl, girl. Girl, boy, boy. Girl, boy, girl. Um, girl, girl, boy. And girl, girl, girl. So how many total possible outcomes are there? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight outcomes. So there would be eight total possible outcomes to the experiment. And so when it says determine the sample space, that's exactly what we did. This is the sample space. It's a list of all total possible outcomes of the experiment. Um, so I will just say all the outcomes in the sample space are listed. Okay. And then it says define the event E as having now, by the way, I, I could say, you know, you could write, you could write the sample space more formally. You could write curly brace and you could literally just list everything that we did. Boy, 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 girl, etc. All the way till you get to girl, girl, girl. Okay, so you could do that roster method of listing the sample space. And then it says define the event E. Well, let's do that. Let's define the event E of having exactly one boy. Well, where does that happen? that you have exactly one boy. Well, it happens here, and it happens here, and it happens here. Well, let's list those. There's having one boy, there's having one boy, you know, in three trials, and there's how I could have, I could have a boy on the third kid, right? <laughs> so I've listed the event have one boy, and there's three ways for that event to occur. Oh, okay, so then the probability of event E, we're going to talk about this classical definition where you're counting the number of 
successes, if we deem this as success. So there's three ways for that to happen, to get one boy. But there's how many total possible outcomes. And that's our classical definition of probability, which we'll talk about heavily in a moment. But eight total possible outcomes. So final answer, three out of eight. That's the probability of getting one boy in three trials. Okay, hope that helps. So, you know, I've realized a tree diagram may be something you haven't worked with in a while. Now let's discuss some of the basic rules of probability, not getting into any of the intricate rules, just the basic rules. So the probability of event E must be greater than or equal to zero. And, you know, zero meaning it's not going to happen. So P of E has to lie within zero and one. So what kind of numbers live in between zero and one? Proper fractions and decimals, right? So when we compute these probabilities, we're going to end up with like 0 0.4, 0 0.3, 0 0.2, some sort of a decimal that is in between 0 and 1, inclusive. So if your probability is 0, that means it's not going to happen, the event's not going to happen. If your probability is 1, you have certainty it will definitely happen. Uh, other things to bear in mind, the sum of probabilities of all the outcomes must equal 1. So, for example, if I tell you what's the probability of rolling an even or an odd on when you roll a fair die, well, that's even or odd, it's 6 out of 6, which is 100%. It's going to be even or odd, one of the two. So, and this last rule, which may not, actually I have to adjust your notes there, that should say E complement. That should say 1 minus the probability of E complement is equal to the probability of E. And I like to call that the complement rule. That means 1 minus the probability that something does not happen is equal to the probability it does. So if you need some words there, 1 minus the probability it doesn't rain is equal to the probability it rains. And vice versa. You know, if I say, look, there's a 60% chance of snow today, oh, well, then there's a 40% chance that it doesn't snow, right? So, uh, <clears throat> basically means that uh, the probability of an event and its complement uh, obviously have to add up to one. Okay, well, let's dive into an example of a probability model. Um, a probability model lists the possible outcomes of your experiment and the corresponding probability. A probability model must satisfy rules 1 and 2 of the rules of probabilities. So basically, well let's see how that works in this example. Alright, so we've got a bag of peanut M&Ms and the colors are listed here. And suppose a candy is randomly selected from the bag, the table shows each color and the probability of drawing that color and verify that this is a probability model. Well, do all of these decimals add up to 1? So summation p of x equals 1. That's the first thing that we notice. Yes, that's true. And also, all of these probabilities are non-negative. Okay? And then also, these are all the colors that, you know, would exist for the M&M. So we have the entire sample space there. So the sum of all the probabilities equals 1. And the probabilities are all somewhere in between 0 and 1. And we have satisfied rules 1 and 2. So yes, that is a probability model.
Okay, so um, I wanted to actually let me cut this reminder off. I, I stuck that reminder on the next page, so I'll just delete that. Let's go to the next page. Reminder about unusual event. An unusual event is an event that has a low probability of occurring. For the purpose of our course, unusual will be you have a less than 5% chance of occurrence. So Pass the Pigs, which is kind of a funny game if you've never played it, is a Milton Bradley board game in which pigs are used as dice. Points are earned based on the way the pig lands. <laughs> there are six possible outcomes when you toss the pig. Um, six possible outcomes. See, one, two, three, four, five, six. Okay, so you, the pig might land on a side with no dot, on a side with a dot, and then they have these like different formats of the how the pig might land on his snout or something. Um, but and I've actually played this game, so it's funny. Uh, a class of 52 students rolled the pigs 3,939 times. So big note to self: we have a large number of trials, and the law of large numbers says that these experimental probabilities sh should be fairly close to the true probability, the mathematical probability. So the number of times each outcome occurred is recorded in this table. Question is, would it be unusual, now we know that means less than 5%, <laughs> to throw a leaning jowler? Well, let's see, this class ran the experiment, you know, many, many times, and what we're finding out is that there was only 32 leaning jowlers thrown. 32 out of what? Ah, out of 3,939 throws. So we had 32 uh, leaning jowlers out of out of 3,939. So what you do is you type that into your calculator. 32 divided by 3,939 and you got 0.0081, right? So this is approximately 0.0081. Well, that's a very small chance. And I have the partial solution right here. Very small. In fact, uh, 0.8. If you slide the decimal 2 to the right, that's 0.8%. Well, that's way less than 5%. So a uh, very small probability. Yes, we're going to deem that unusual. OK. Um, and again, we're using that classical definition where we're counting the number of successes, the number of leaning jowlers, and dividing it by the total possible outcomes. Or in this case, the total possible throws of the pig, 3,939. Okay, so I'm going to write here then the probability of getting the leaning jowler is equal to 32 divided by 3,939. And voila, not a bad problem. Okay, so we'll graduate this in levels. Let's try the next slide. The classic method of computing probabilities requires equally likely outcomes. An experiment is said to have equally likely outcomes when each simple event has the same probability of occurring. So initially when we talk about the classical method of probability, we think of things like coin tosses because you have an equal chance of getting heads and tails. Um, we think of like uh, rolling the die because you have an equal chance of getting, there's a one out of six chance of getting one, two, three, four, five, or six. But the thing is, 
and and let me actually uh, extend that so if let's say I roll the die you know if I say what's the probability of getting an even on one roll of a fair die and you say well the numbers one two three four five six appear on the die so three out of six so you know you have a three out of six chance of that happening which is clearly fifty percent but the thing is we're still using that definition where we're taking the number of successes divided by the total possible outcomes and I'll no Although that initially starts with uh, when you have equally likely outcomes, you can start to extend that same classical definition to other problems, but you have to take into account uh, whether something is weighted heavier than something else. So for example, we often talk about cards when we do this. So we can still extend this notion of we're going to count the number of successes divided by the total possible outcomes to cards. Alright, well what's the probability of selecting a king? Well hopefully you're thinking there's four kings in a standard deck of cards. Now if you're not familiar with cards, a lot of these problems involve cards in our homework and in class, so and in any statistics class across the, uh, the US at least, a lot of card problems. So you've got four kings out of 52 cards. So there's a four out of 52 chance of selecting a king. So we can type that out and get a decimal, which is point, approximately 0 0.077. Or, you, or I'm fine. You can give me the fraction. I'm fine with that. Let's try that same classical definition of probability, this classical approach, with the probability of selecting a heart. Well, if you think about it, there's four suits in a deck, namely hearts, diamonds, uh, clubs, <laughs> and spades, and I'm terrible at drawing what a spade looks like, but it looks something like that. <laughs> but uh, it's a 52-card deck, so there must be 13 hearts, 13 diamonds, 13 clubs, and 13 spades. Aha! So the chance of getting a heart must be 13 out of 52. So again, number of successes divided by the total possible outcomes. And again, I'm not worried about you reducing that fraction or giving me a decimal. It's fine like that. Okay? Uh, let's play again. Computing probability using the classical method. If an experiment has n equally likely outcomes, and if the number of ways that an event E can occur is m, then the probability of event E is, you know, m divided by n. Like we said, the number of ways E can occur divided by the number of possible outcomes. But also, if S is the sample space, see now when we did the card one, we were looking at the sample space being like the deck of cards. So if S is the sample space of this experiment, we can say that uh, you take the number of outcomes in event E and divide it by the number of elements in the sample space. So that's why I say we can extend that classical definition to a lot of different scenarios. Let's try one here. We have a bag of candy. Here's a bag of candy with 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. 13 pieces of candy. 13 pieces of candy in there. 
and we have and you, you see I've laid it out here we've got four red candies we've got three blue candies and we've got six green candies okay what's the probability of getting red or blue well if you're just going off a gut instinct you're thinking alright let me count the reds and the blues one two three four five six seven seven out of thirteen so the probability of getting red or blue once again you're counting the number of ways that that event can occur or I like to think of it as number of successes divided by the total that's in that sample space so really kind of matches this definition total number of elements in that sample space which is 13 and again you can respond as a fraction a decimal or a percent I'm fine with any of those okay uh, let's try again I lied. <laughs> that would actually be our last problem for this set of notes. Um, I chopped the probability notes into several levels, so look for more in the in the near future. Good luck out there.